Hey, listen, welcome to the Hey Listen Games Cast. This is episode 26. My name is Jeffrey Morse, and I'm joined here today by Rob Douglas. What's up, guys? Nathan Wagner, yet again, he is dead to us. He is not here this week. <laughs> <laughs> He's not dead to us, guys. Don't worry. We'll bring him back eventually. Yes, we'll, we'll resuscitate him or uh, use our mercy ult and uh, revive him uh, eventually. But this week, it is just Rob and I. We actually have a ton of news this week to break down for you guys. Ooh, um, there was a lot happening this week. Yeah, it was exciting. We got a bunch of new um, announcements from a couple of video game shows. There was playstation experience this weekend where you know basically this was the third year big sony press conference that this announced a bunch of games and trailers and stuff for fans um and there was also the game awards which is a show hosted by jeff Keeley. he kind of puts it on um, on his own and a bunch of critics vote on kind of the best games that have come out in the last year and uh gave out a bunch of awards and there's always some fun uh reveals and uh new footage that always um, emerges doing that show so yeah a lot of a lot of cool stuff um this week um but before we get into that just wanted to mention that the ps uh plus games are out uh today we know we have a lot of listeners on ps4 um i, l- I looked at the list briefly um didn't really recognize any of the games uh stories path of destinies invisible ink a couple other ones um i uh, the, the review score on them seemed pretty good <coughs> but they're pretty small indie games i don't think most gamers have heard of so um, well, I'm not personally super excited, but yeah, uh, feel free to check them out. They're free. Um, Rob, uh, do you have any thoughts on PlayStation? Um, I actually do know these games. Uh, well, some of them. I know Stories. I know Invisible Ink, and uh, they're very indie. So if you're really into the indie games, you might find them interesting. But other than Classic that, PS Plus. I know, right? So <laughs> if you're really into those indie games. They're kind of the isometric type fun games like that so yeah i i my favorite type of indie games are like platformers like i love indie platformers they're, they're always super fun like you know shantae shovel knight uh you know mutant muds games like that guacamelee um but they haven't really had a ton of those on ps plus lately so i don't know yeah i noticed they haven't had any of the bigger name games lately either i mean we had like uh rebel galaxy and um the fallen one the other like a few months ago but other than that and we had <laughs> nba 2k <laughs> yes we for the 10 percent of playstation owners who like basketball games so i mean other than that we haven't really had any big name games in a while so it might be time yep i don't know um i i feel like they need to start putting some better games out because people are still upset that they Increase the price by ten dollars, but I know you can, you can still find deals for PS Plus or cheaper than sixty. Um, anyways, moving on, uh, we're going to start off by talking about PlayStation Experience. Um, it was this weekend, and uh, lots of new announcements. Um, probably my favorite announcement was the one announcement that the world deserved, and that we all totally saw coming. Knack is getting a sequel, baby. Oh <laughs> Knack my <gosh>. 2, <laughs> the best launch game to ever come out on a console, right? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so for those of you who don't know, PlayStation, uh, PlayStation 4 launched with a game called Knack. Um, 
they were like hyping it up. They showed it like E3 and all these things. They were putting all this press behind it, and it came out and it just like totally bombed like critically. I think it sold somewhat well because it was one of the only games available during launch. Um, but it was just an awful game. Um, it was like a little kiddie platformer that was really easy and just didn't really have a lot of substance to it. And for some reason, it must have sold well enough that they're making a sequel. Well, <laughs> even though I no know, one asked for it, even though one. it was awful, I feel like it was. You know, it's like those really horrible B or C level sci fi or horror movies that yeah. you watch. They're just the absolute worst. But you just keep coming back to it. <laughs> but you kept coming back to Knack? I didn't come back to Knack. I played a little bit of it and kind of was like, I don't get the point of this. <laughs> but I do know some people who are like, I actually really enjoyed playing Knack. I'm like, really? It's well, like, why? It's it was like, because it was so bad, it was good. It was hilarious because like Sony marketed it as like their new Mario, pretty much. They're like, PS4 has the power of Knack. Like, only PS4 can handle the new Knack. You can play with your kids or with your family. Kids love Knack. <laughs> and no one loved Knack, really. Um, I'm sorry. I mean, if, if you love Knack, hit us up on Twitter at HeyListen underscore games. Let us know because I... I mean, Rob, you said you've met a few people who have enjoyed it, but I haven't met anyone who's really um, played that and said, man, I really hope this that is, game gets a this sequel. This is the one, yeah. <laughs> this is the one. But, yeah, I, th- I just thought that was funny. Um, so, other than that, I mean, we had a lot of games announced. Yeah, there was. Some re-announced, some that we saw more footage for. Um, I just saw in the comments, Matt B. just said, yeah, I've wanted to get Knack before, but I could never justify buying it from what I've seen of it. <laughs> <laughs> That, that sounds about right. So I mean, true. If it was that a free PlayStation up. Plus game, I think people would maybe give it a shot. But um, I don't know if people are going to go out there and buy it when it's full retail game or even more than 15 bucks. So Yeah, no, I don't see it being more expensive than that. I, I hope not. A um, couple of highlights here. Uh, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy was... I think we more just got a confirmation on the name. We already kind of knew that this was happening. Yeah, kind of like a remake and, of the old Crash And kind of kind of like it just confirmed a lot of our suspicions. Um, Nier Automata, which is a RPG, uh, was actually finally officially announced. There's been rumors kicking around for that one for a while. It's announced to come out in March of 2017. Uh, there's a couple of remasters and remakes uh, announced. Pop Rappa, the rapper, Patapoon, yeah. and I played Loco the demo. It, it it does look a little bit better, but it still is a little janky to play, like with the rhythm and stuff. Like, I, I'm a big rhythm rhythm uh rhythm gamer. Like, I love yeah. Armor Knight on the DS. Rhythm Heaven on the 3DS is amazing. You know, I played the Guitar Hero games. This was such an early rhythm game that you know is instrumental in kind of you know putting these other ones. Um, laying the groundwork for them, but it is kind of hard to play, even if it looks a little bit prettier. So. I feel like it's it's one of those rhythm games that's really a fan favorite, and yeah. beyond that, More not of a, a lot of people classic. can. Yeah, not a lot of people can get into it because I I never got into this one. I actually I tried playing it once, but I think I tried to play it during the Guitar Hero era. Yeah, <laughs> and so then you know going from Guitar Hero and Rock Band and all that down <laughs> yeah, to yeah, yeah. it was hard and i, I never got yeah. into it and, but. And, ju- and just to clarify parappa labra has a demo out right now but the full game hasn't been released yet and patapon yeah. and loco roco are being remastered and released sometime next year i don't think they gave it a date yet so they aren't on the the store quite yet nope uh another big one that was announced sort of we already knew about this one but nino kuni 2 revenant kingdom is going to debut on ps and oh that should be a good one i I played a little bit of the first one and really enjoyed it. It's great storytelling, RPG, and 
I love those type of RPGs, but I know you're not as big of a fan of the yeah. big. I didn't even know how to pronounce it, so I guess that's, <laughs> that says a lot for me. <laughs> um, but the announcement that got me excited was um, there is, in fact, rumor confirmed, a new Marvel vs. Capcom game coming this out. This is going to be awesome. Yeah, it's coming out next year. It's called Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. And the kind of the two big things that they confirmed was um, they're changing it from 3v3 fighting to 2v2 fighting. So you're going to pick two characters and swap out between the two instead of three. Um, and then you're actually going to be able to use Infinity Stones in your battle. So they'll have the five different Infinity Stones that are being used um, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and you know have been in the comics for a long time. So you'll be able to use those to kind of augment the way you play. It looks kind of like it'll be a, kind of like a one-time use power-up you use in a battle. You can choose which one you want. And so like... The time one, I think, slows down the other character for like, a certain amount of time. The power one will probably, you know, buff your strength or something. So um, it's cool. I, it looks like a, a small mix-up. Um, the visual, visually, I think it looks great, and I'm excited to see that game when it comes out. All I'm saying is that they need to put Venom in this game. Marvel vs. Capcom 3 did not have Venom. He'd been in every Marvel vs. Capcom up until that, and I was really upset. So put in Marvel, put in Venom in there. Leave out, you know, these obscure characters like Squirrel Girl, right? And you know, dude, come on, Squirrel Girl is the greatest Marvel character. Not, not in the over Venom, universe. Not over Venom. Okay, seriously I love, though, she I takes down all the big <laughs> bosses. But guys, we're not. I mean, they do we're like not a, we're not a comic book uh, podcast. But oh, <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> we have some great opinions on that. If you ever want to hear some of our opinions on Marvel characters, hit us up on Twitter. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> now, I, and for me on Twitter, I'm at the Jeffrey Morris and uh, Rob. Uh, what's your What's your handle there? At Rob Douglas Five. Yeah, I, th- I think our bios are in the Hey Listen bio as well. They are. Twitter, so. They are. Just follow us on yeah. on Twitter at Hey Listen at underscore Games. Um, another cool thing is uh, Bungie put in a new trailer showing a new uh, Destiny event. Last year they they did a SRL, which was like a racing uh, update to Destiny. Um, but this one to go along with another. Uh, racing update they're actually doing a christmas event where there's going to be snow throughout all the levels they're writing and scoring in medals and strikes they're putting in tons of new weapons they're bringing back a favorite exotic weapon from year one called the icebreaker so i'm really excited about that and it seems like they're really giving out a lot of free content rather than locking it behind paywalls which i'm always a fan of and so um that'll start um a week from today next tuesday and that'll go for, I think, until the beginning of January. And Overwatch actually today announced as well. They'll, they'll be doing a Christmas event uh, during that same time span. So I'm excited. Those are like my two favorite multiplayer games. And I'm you know going to be able to jump into them a lot these next couple weeks and uh, you know have some fun Christmas-themed uh, events to play with. So I know we talked a little bit about the holiday-type game events during Halloween. I know you and I had yeah. a really good episode. We talked a lot about some of our favorite ones going into this Halloween. But, I mean, I love this. This is such a great thing for gamers, having this festive holiday-type game Oh yeah. event. And, you know, for Overwatch, I've been playing that recently. Like, I, I was playing it earlier today, even. Um, so I'm excited to keep on playing that. But Destiny, I actually haven't really played in a couple of weeks. So, um I kind of, you know, went through the Rise of Iron content pretty quick. So I'm excited, you know, have a reason to jump back into Destiny. And, you know, I think that's, mm-hmm. you know, another thing that these events do. So it'll be fun. Um, and the last, you know, there's some other indie games announced and some bigger other games kind of thrown in there. But I guess we should probably talk about the two 
biggest things that happened at PSX. Naughty Dog. <laughs> Naughty Dog basically taking our hearts and playing with them once again to the sound of an acoustic guitar. And, oh, man, I, I don't know. This is just exciting. Uh, the Last of Us Part Two was announced officially, and it was brought back with a great trailer with Joel and Ellie, and Ellie playing a guitar, both of them looking a lot older, incidentally. I mean, makes sense. Time's passed and all. But super exciting news from that. And then... If you like the first Last of Us. Um, that's true. I feel like I'm in the minority here, but I... Didn't really get The Last of Us. I picked it up. It was on, on sale. You know, I got for like 12 bucks on PS4. Played about maybe third of the way, halfway through the game. Um, I, I had an okay time with it. I got scared pretty bad at one point, which we <laughs> talked about before. Uh, but I don't know. It just didn't really grip me like the Uncharted games did. I, I still haven't actually finished it. So um, actually, I haven't watched the trailer because I didn't want to, you know, if in case there's any type of spoilers, which, mm-hmm. you know, it sounds like both the characters survived the main story so i don't know yeah <laughs> but uh well, but yeah i i'm not really that excited for it but i i know people have been really wanting it for a while so it was cool that they were able to confirm that at like a fan event like this so yeah i um actually picked up the remastered version for ps4 about two months ago oh nice and i am i'd already played a little bit of it i played it back when it was on ps3 yeah. uh, i borrowed nathan's ps3 or he came over or something we i played like two hours of it so i've already played a lot of it but i actually now that i see that the last of us part two has been announced i think one of the games i'll probably play go back to the next few weeks <laughs> it's that game yeah yeah um and then the other big one that we should talk about in an eight minute actual gameplay demo it was trailer. a gameplay demo. It's so exciting. You don't see that very so often. So great. So beautiful. Uncharted 4, The Lost Legacy. It's a DLC, and it's focusing on Nadine and Chloe. And Chloe. I love Chloe. I missed Chloe and Uncharted 4. She was in a little bit of Uncharted 3, but wasn't really in 4, which was kind of a bummer. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked I, I thought these were t- two really good characters that have a lot of potential and they're a great choice um you know flesh out their stories more and be able to play as someone other than nathan drake and i'm actually really excited for it so i will probably be picking this dlc up it's i oh, yeah. I, I think it's a standalone right like you can buy it without uncharted 4 is that is that correct or do you have to have it, uncharted 4 i don't actually know that um well, was, it, it's still what, a little bit my off. My understanding, you still right? had to have Uncharted 4, but that could be totally wrong. I'm sure someone in the comments can correct us on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this, I'm really excited about this. I liked Chloe mostly because of her banter with the other characters. Yeah, like she, how she, she just was a lot of, different than everyone else. <laughs> she's so sassy and more cynical than some of the other characters, and I really appreciate that. She was just. She was a good character balance for, you know, yep, um, for Elena, sure. who was more soft-spoken on, a, you know, more of a that feminine type hero, except, I mean, Elena was still pretty awesome. But having, like, De- two definitely of the a lot most yeah. hardcore, action-based women coming back for this DLC is just great. I love it. I think it'll be a great... Yeah, because, you know, the, the whole thing with um, uh, Elena is... You know, as much as she likes doing exciting things, you know, sit down. I think she really just kind of wants to settle down and live a calm life and, you know, not do that anymore. While Chloe's complete opposite. She's like, settle down. No, I'm going to keep adventuring and doing crazy things till the day I die. So so it, I, I think it's great that 
they're really you know showing that. Um, one other thing I did want to say from PSX, um, new Wipeout trilogy was announced. Or oh not, yeah, a, not a new trilogy, but it's a remaster of the three of the Wipeout games for PS4. It looks really good. Like it looks pretty. It's got some great you know techno music on there. And you know what? If Nintendo's not going to make a new F-Zero game, I'll just give my money to Sony instead because this is the closest thing I'm going to get. I love F-Zero. I want to see it back, you know, so bad. Um, I'm dying for them to, you know, put one out on the Switch, hopefully. But in the meantime, you know, this looks like a really cool game. I've never played the Wipeout games. Um, I played it once at, like, a friend's house. Um, oh, yeah. I, I like F-Zero's sense of speed. Like, that's why I like it so much. And Wipeout mm-hmm. is quite a bit slower, if I remember. Um, but it still looks like a lot of fun, and I'll probably end up picking it up. It comes out uh, yeah. n- next summer. So I remember that's, playing that's a lot of Wipeout. It was super fun. I totally forgot to put that on the notes, but I was thinking yep. about that one. It's one of the big things that they did announce. But, yeah, Wipeout's a lot of fun. I played a lot um, back in, like, the 64 generation and, you oh, know, wow, kind of, nice. you know, back in that era. Because I'm pretty sure it was an arcade game before, wasn't oh, it? was it? Uh, I, I'm not, I'm I think not sure. so. I know, it, I know it was on PS1. It was kind of like their, their big arcadey racer because you know their other racing games were like the realistic ones you know grand Turismo. yeah and, and i i think it was um or maybe it was inspired by an arcade game yeah. but i know there was just i remember playing kind of that game style and it was super cool. fun so yeah and uh looks like uh matt down in the comments said the naughty dog did say the uncharted dlc is like a standalone but you know we don't really know what that means it could mean comes out as a separate release kind of like infamous first light did or it could you know be just a part of the game that you have to download so um we'll see i think i'm guessing what they mean by standalone is it's uncharted 4 dlc um but um it's you know totally separate from the rest of the story it's not really you yeah. know anything that has to do with that uncharted 4 story so um yeah but lot, lots of cool announcements from playstation experience um i love that sony does this event i think microsoft nintendo should do big things like this once a year as well. I think that'd be awesome. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, moving on. Um, I actually had a chance to watch pretty much all the uh, Game Awards this year. Um, and there was some some pretty cool announcements and previews in there. Um, the most exciting one for me was probably the new Zelda trailer. They actually started oh, off yeah. right before the show. The new Zelda trailer showed a little bit more the story. We see some type of mysterious female girl where i'm assuming it's zelda but it, you know it could be maybe Sheik, impa someone else um but yeah it, it looks really really good still looks really pretty i like the music link you know they showed some of his expressions on his face a little bit more and they also did about a five six minute um gameplay thing or just like bill from the treehouse team and uh, another guy named nate uh, just playing through just a little section of the game, and they showed some different areas for once. <laughs> for once, Rob, we did not have to just stare at a giant grassy plain field, like which looked beautiful. But that's all it's, that we've seen of this game. It's gorgeous, but yeah, now that we've actually seen some of the world around yeah. it, so we. Got I to wonder see... how much of the world they would actually developed when they made those first trailers, and now they're actually finally getting some of the rest of the world developed, which is probably one of the reasons why it's been yeah. delayed. But, yeah, sure. you know, now that they actually have some of the world developed, they're like, okay, now we can actually show these in the trailers. <laughs> but there, there was a the little village, which is cool, because, you know, I, was, I love... Well, yeah. I'm glad that there's a village, you know, be able to go around and talk to people, you know, and buy stuff still, which is awesome. Um, and then they showed kind of, like, almost like a lair with, like, this big, like, monster guy, and, like, Link threw in a bomb, and, like, the enemy, like, ran around it, because, like, there's smarter AI now. I'm like, what? Like, Zelda enemies aren't dumb anymore? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that, that's, a, that's cool. Follow a set pattern. Yeah, and so, yeah. Uh, you know... This flashing back to the AI in Ocarina of Time where the 
soldiers would just march in the same exact path back and forth when you're sneaking in to see Zelda. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it wasn't necessarily the smartest AI. So, um, again, that game just looks great. I, I'm really excited. They they showed the footage on the Wii U. It, it looked almost like the footage was chugging a little bit. Um, I don't know. Not surprised. It, I was watching the live stream, so it could have been, you know, a, a streaming issue as well. But, you know, hopefully the Switch version runs smoothly at 60 frames per second and looks great on the Switch because that's the version I will be getting. But I'm glad they're still putting out for the Wii U for those um, Wii U owners who were promised a new Zelda as well. So it yeah. looks great. Um, check it out if you're excited for that game. Um, it's just more I see of it, the more excited I get. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Death Stranding. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> Uh, I don't think was there's... there. He he got he got an award from Jeff Keighley, who was like practically proposing to him on stage. If you watch, oh yeah, he was just telling, "Oh, Kojima is so great." Uh, but he came up on stage with the new trailer. Um, really, like amazingly animated, like the facial animations um, of some new actors that are in there. Mads, I think Melkison is how you say his name. Um, yeah, like yeah, kind uh, of a. Only, he was in the uh, the Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, he's show. kind of got that, that like, classic. Most bad notably guy known face. for the creepy eating people role. Yeah, he, he's got that that classic villain face. He's some creepy bad guy commander with seven umbilical cords connected to soldiers. Um, yeah, the trailer didn't really make very much sense, but it was pretty cool, pretty interesting. I think he's got everyone's attention still. Whenever he puts new information about about this game, people want to know more, want to play because it it's so bizarre and it's so Kojima. Um, I don't think the game will release for another three or four years just because, you know, he's making no. it with such a small team. But um, it does does look interesting. Um, I think what, with these trailers, every single time he just adds these extra details because we already saw kind of the baby idea the first time with yeah. uh, Norman Reedus in the trailer. But now we're seeing the baby again. But this time it's in like the jar thing and there's a baby floating in the, I mean... World <laughs> no, War II type <laughs> setting with like not really zombies but skeleton face and some of them have rotting skin and then there's this black goo stuff everywhere that looks sort of alien. Yep. I mean, who knows? Literally everything he adds is basically just another layer of confusion and questions and that we can ask. He did confirm that you do get to play as Norman Reedus. That is the character you play as, which is which pretty awesome. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. I'll be honest, that's almost reason enough just to get the game even if yeah. it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but so, so definitely definitely keep your eye on that one. Um, it's always always fun to see that new stuff. Um uh, real briefly, a um, couple games are getting some updates. Rocket League's getting a space update next month. We're adding like a new outer space level for free and a couple new cars. Um, Shovel Knight is getting the Spectre Knight update, which I'm excited for because I'd heard about it, um, but I didn't really know it was going to be an all-new campaign because the uh, the previous DLC, Plague of Shadows, uh, was kind of a new campaign. Like you played through the same exact levels, um, just there was a couple different, like your hub world was a little bit different. Your base was different. Obviously the game played differently cause you're a different character, but it was the same levels while Spectre Knight, they're actually making tons of new levels cause it's a prequel to Shovel Knight. So you're playing through tons of new levels and it's an entirely new campaign and it's all being released as free DLC because the developers are amazing. And so I'm super excited. It's going to come out sometime next year. They're taking their time with it, but Shovel Knight is just such a great platform and they just keep mm-hmm. adding these great things um, to the game. So if you haven't picked up Shovel Knight yet, just do yourself a favor, buy it. It's on every like platform by now. And you can play, you know, the main Shovel Knight game, you can play Plague of Shadows. By the time you finish those, Spectre Knight will probably be out and you know you'll have a whole nother great campaign to play. So I'm excited for that one. 
It'd be awesome. Um, yeah. Um, as far as the um, kind of Xbox side of things, they did announce Halo Wars 2. Um, well, I think it had already been announced. but they kinda, It had been know, announced back Yeah, they showed more. Well, I mean, officially announced at E3. They, they sort of rumored at it for yeah. months before that. But, Officially confirmed. I think it's actually coming out pretty soon here. And mm-hmm. they did say, which I thought was pretty cool, you get a free remaster of the first Halo Wars game, um, which I personally wasn't a big fan of. Um, but then again, I'm just such a huge Lord of the Rings Battle for Middle Earth 2 fan. So it was, <laughs> it was hard hard to compare. I'm like, if I'm going to play an RTS on my 360, I'm playing Battle for Middle Earth 2. Yeah. Um, but that did get announced. The trailer pretty cool. Um, and then Telltale had a couple announcements as well. They announced that Guardians of the Galaxy is officially coming next year, which I think is perfect. Like so great. Telltale to make a game with those characters and just be able to go with it. Like I'm thinking Tales of the Borderlands. I love Tales of the Borderlands. Mm-hmm. And just be able to take these, you know, Marvel characters that we've gotten to know over the last, you know, two years and it'll probably come out around the same time as the movie, I'm guessing, in in springtime. So um, yeah. I'm excited for that one. It might be a Telltale game I finally buy at launch because usually I wait after for the discount. The and big season discount pass. that kind of always comes. Yeah. Never <laughs> comes. But, That's how I've gotten every single one of my Telltale games is yeah. on discount. Yeah, they, they do a good job putting them on sale. But This one should be really good. Yeah, I'm really I'm excited. excited. I think it's a great, um, you know, they're so good at the movie tie-ins and like the the comic tie-ins that Guardians of the Galaxy just makes sense. Yeah. It's such a great cast of characters, and for once, crossing our fingers, we may not actually lose any of the main characters because, you know. <laughs> you can't kill off Groot unless you have him come back as baby Groot, right? <laughs> exactly. So, canon protection. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what it looks like. They didn't really show anything of the game. It was pretty much just an announcement, but um, that'll be cool. And then they also announced Walking Dead Season 3, finally, after you know a couple of years after the second one came out. Um, it's coming December um, 20th, so that's what, mm-hmm. like two weeks from now, um, yep, you'll be able to play one. that. And uh, they showed, you know, introduced you to one of the new main characters. And it's kind of interesting because they showed, like, the characters they didn't really know about the zombie infestation, or they didn't know that, you know, their grandpa who was sleeping was a zombie. So I'm interested interested to see, you know, where, where they go with the story there because it seems like it's pretty different, even though it is, you know, after the events of the first two seasons, so... Um, that should be pretty cool. It'll be interesting because um, there were some events that happened at the end of the second game that didn't seem to be at play here in this yeah, trailer. Exactly. And so I'm really curious as to what happened, or if anything, if it's just because it's a trailer and they took you know yeah. artist freedoms <laughs> for the the sake of making it interesting and causing people to ask it, questions. But... It does does have my attention though. I, I really yeah, enjoyed absolutely. those first two seasons of Walking mm-hmm. Dead. They did so. Um, yeah, they. Uh, also um, gave Overwatch the overall game of the year, um, which I think is a pretty strong contender for the Hey Listen uh, Gamecast Games of the Year. We'll probably be doing an award show here um, in, I think, two weeks, I think. Two weeks, yeah. we're planning. So uh, be our yeah, be on the lookout for that. We're, episode for 2016. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably take a break uh, for Christmas, but two weeks we'll do a award show. Um, Overwatch, obviously, you know, great game, um, and that was voted game of the year for their show. Um, but the last thing I wanted to talk about before we jump into the N64 segment is they did show finally some new Mass Effect Andromeda gameplay footage. And my goodness, this game looks so beautiful. 
and amazing. And I, it just reminded me how much I love the Mass Effect games on the 360. Oh, and I'm getting really excited seeing like the combat and the new biotic powers. And oh, I'm just so excited. You know, and for me, I loved the first three Mass Effects to the point where I've actually played through a lot of them a second time. And oh my goodness, this is just getting way too exciting to the point where I just want it now. And we were we were making. Don't um, care how I want it now. <laughs> <laughs> just take my money now. Um, well, we were kind of we we're uh, Nathan and and you and I. We were all kind of making bets and joking about how it's probably going to get delayed again. Yeah, there just there wasn't just, a date at the end of the trailer. I'm like, really? <laughs> this is so ambitious right now, and it says it's coming spring 2017. That is literally yep. the only like parameters we have right now and i which, guarantee you which this i one think most mass effect fans we've been waiting so long we wouldn't mind if they pushed it back you know a couple more months or something to make sure everything's wow. right and it works and for me personally i know march spring that's when the switch is coming out and i'm planning on getting that right when it is released so i'll probably be busy you know with playing my new switch and hopefully you know some of the fun launch games on that so um i'm fine with not having mass effect come out right away in March or that time frame, um, but however, I am you know super excited to pick up Mass Effect Andromeda whenever it does come out and just jump back into that you know awesome world that Bioware created. And, you know they they brought back the the Mako the 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 janky space rover that you drove around in the first one, and um, hopefully it uh, drives a little bit better. I, We're I hoping for so. game ending crash. <laughs> you just get stuck upside just down and you can't hold down X to the flip. The whole screen locks up and the, the Mako is just sitting on like its side. You can't do anything. And you yeah. have to start it all over. Hopefully this is about 30 or 40 hours into the game. Just oh, yeah, saying. of course. <laughs> but uh, yeah, lot, lots of cool announcements this week. Um, let us know. What was your favorite uh, PSX um, announcement or your favorite announcement from the Game Awards? Um, what, you know, what, which one of these games are you looking the most uh, forward to um we'd love love to chat with you there on twitter um i was chatting with you know matt and, and jaeger and a couple other guys on twitter today and it's always fun getting in the conversation with you guys so make sure you follow us on there but uh yeah we can go ahead and jump into our next segment all right so about a month ago rob and i we thought about what if nintendo was to make an n64 classic edition kind of like how they did with the nes classic um, which you know I still have never seen in a store because Nintendo still hasn't made more. Um, anyways, moving on. Uh, <laughs> if the NA or if the N64 was to get a classic edition released in stores with a bunch of games pre-installed, what games would we want? Um, we talked about five titles um, about last month. In this uh, episode, we're gonna share probably some of our like maybe our top five like games um, collectively together, the two of us. So. Yeah. Um, the first one we want to share. Do we do we want to recap what those games were? Or can you yeah, if, if you have the here? list. Uh, go okay, ahead uh, so Banjo off. and Kazooie and Banjo Tooie, we put those kind of together. Yeah. We talked about uh, Star Fox sixty four. Dual barrel roll. <laughs> we did Mario Party uh, two. Mario Party two. We mentioned yep. three, but we we went with number two because of the costumes, man. You dressed up in costumes and just shit. because of the costumes. <laughs> um, oh man. GoldenEye 007 was on there as well. Oh, and Diddy Kong Racing. We did Diddy. And Diddy Kong Racing. Those were our five. So yep. those are the five that we chose for uh, our six through ten. Yes. So our top five. Um, I don't think. 
do, do we want to do these in order? Or, I mean, we don't really have an order for these, do we? Um, not really. And so not necessarily saying that yeah. our number one here is our number All one. All right, well, let's, let's just get to it. Um, just go through it. I'm just going to go out and say it. Super Mario 64, obviously... This game has to be on there. One of the greatest oh, games yeah. of all time still. Like, you can go back and play that game. And, you know, for being, like, the really first big 3D game, the camera still works, like, amazing. And, like, so many games still use the camera system similar to Mario 64 where you're moving the camera mm-hmm. with your right thumb. You can center the camera, you know, with the uh, shoulder buttons. And, um, it's just, like, this was the game that made me fall in love with Nintendo. Um even more. Like, I, I grew up playing, you know, NES and Super NES games. Mm-hmm. Loved Super Mario All-Stars. Probably one of my favorite games ever. And then Mario 64 comes out. I remember seeing it at the Toys R Us. They had a demo of it up on the screen of, like, 3D Bowser and Mario spinning me around. I'm just like, Bowser looks so scary. That's so amazing. Mario has a voice. I need this game. <laughs> and so I, I got it for my birthday that year, and I just, just loved it so much. Um, it's just all the different worlds that you could – play in uh, they all you know they all look different and you get the different transformation hats for the wing cap invisible the metal cap the soundtrack was incredible and just i had so much fun just exploring and trying to figure out how to get all the different stars like some of the stars were pretty hard and obscure they to were get, so, so hard yeah so you, sometimes you had to like you know go over to your friend's house and you know pick up some tips and tricks and um, just, just so many good memories of playing that game. And I've mm-hmm. fought that game like four times cause I just love it so much. Oh man. Well, and uh, this is such a fun game to play just in general. I mean, his first real 3d Mario adventure we got, you know, and the rest is history after that. But like the fact that you were 3d, the controls were great. They were fun. It was fun level development. There were fun stages that you could play through. The whole concept of jumping in and out of the pictures to different worlds with the hub world was awesome. It really kind of defined the genre for that one also. It was really a lot of the hub world type systems are based off of the Mario 64. Oh, yeah. Grouping and, uh, on that one. Yeah, because you had the big hub world and then you jump in the different paintings to launch into the worlds and... It was just great. It was just an ingenious game design. And I mean, for me personally, I love playing this one. I did beat it as a kid, but also um, I've spent a lot of time lately uh, watching speedruns. Oh, yeah, it's a great run, game for speedruns. Those people are insane. <laughs> because it's some, some of my favorite speedruns I've ever seen are from the 64 games. Because, like, Mario 64, there's, uh, you know, there's the 120-star run and then there's you know some smaller ones but one of my favorite ones to watch is the zero and one star run like literally they beat the game without getting a single star is, i don't even and it's less than it's like that. less than 15 minutes to beat That's the game crazy. i'm saying you know and you sit there and you watch it and you just you can't look away and yeah. when they're done you sit there and go wow this is incredible but it just tells you like even nowadays they're finding ways to make this game so much better and so much more fun to watch and play again. And then, you know, I want to go back yeah, and well, see just, if I can try some other things. Just from like a game design perspective, like Mario 64 is like a perfect game from like, you know, you start off the game, you're in the giant courtyard. You can just run around, dive, climb trees, kind of get a hold, you know, a grip of the mechanics. Then you jump into bomb and bomb on battlefield and you start yeah. running through there. You see familiar enemies like, Oh, a Goomba. I know how to beat a Goomba. Jump on his head. And then, you know, the enemies get a little harder as you go higher mm-hmm. and higher up. And then, you you know, you see the mountain. You're like, oh, I want to climb the mountain. So you climb the mountain. Oh, look, there's a boss up there. How do I beat him? Oh, I, I need to th- 
throw him on the ground like he throws me. Oh, great. And then you beat him, and then you know the next world's just slowly built up on all your skills and getting to the road to Bowser on those levels you know, would totally just oh, yeah. challenge all your skills you learned up to that point. And it just it's just such a great game for just so many reasons, and I think it's you know, probably the most iconic N64 game as well because it came out absolutely um, pretty much, you know, when the N64 launched. So, um, yeah, Mario 64 definitely got to be on there. Rob, you want to hit our next choice here? Yeah, so one of my uh, all-time favorite games growing up was definitely uh, DK64, Donkey Kong 64. I loved playing this game. Um, same Similar concept to Super Mario 64, the hub world, but this is basically Mario's enemy. Donkey Kong. <laughs> his mortal nemesis but as you know you from... play as the hero and there were so many great elements in this game i know we talked a lot about it last week when we went through the history of donkey kong yeah we did but i mean just kind of reiterating a few of those things the hub world was great the writing was fantastic it, there was it was funny so many funny <laughs> moments the open world was great you know it's huge there were so many collectibles and i mean and this was such but a powerful not... game you needed to physically take an expansion pack and put it into your console to make it powerful enough to play this game like that's how cool this game was back then oh yeah <laughs> well and like all the and like not overwhelming in the collectibles also you know like good balance of collectible platforming and just all the different characters you could play as and the, the worlds were really big too. Like they were a lot bigger huge. than Mario 64's worlds. Um, I don't think there was quite as many worlds, but they were they were pretty big. There was lots of different um, things to do, and the boss fights um, were were pretty cool as well. You know, DK games sometimes have the uh, the problem of having some repetitive boss fights, which mm-hmm. I think there's one or two bosses that you fight a second time, but um, you play them as different Kongs, which you know you have different moves, so it, you know it makes it like a different fight, but. Yeah, I mean, this was just another one of those great platformers from that era. When you think of, you know, 3D platformers, I think of DK, Donkey Kong 64, Banjo-Kazooie, and Mario 64. Like, those are the, oh, yeah. Absolutely. the, the three best ones, in my opinion. So, a lot of great memories of this game. It's got, actually, a surprisingly fun multiplayer mode as well, which was mm-hmm. pretty cool. You could play it with up to four players, you know. Really surprising. Yeah, it had, like, two different modes. It had, like, basically just a hack-and-slash battle arena, then it had, like, a big world that you could actually go and explore and pick up items and find each other and you know shoot each other with pineapples and grapes and stuff so it was great um, it was so yeah, much fun i did have a lot of fun uh playing that with my brothers as well and there's actually a lot of fun mini games in this one too so mm-hmm. um definitely definitely a great game um lots to do in there too it takes takes a while to you know find everything in that game so yeah uh lasted a while for me so uh, moving on to our next pick um, would have to be Mario Kart 64. Such Mario Kart a great game. was really the the game that made Mario Kart a household, you know, name in houses. There was Super Mario Kart for the Super Nintendo. Um, I think just for whatever reason, a lot of people didn't necessarily have that one. But with Mario Kart, people understood the sitting down on a couch with three other people and racing them at the same time on the same screen, like. That was such an amazing concept back then that, you know, people just come over and you were always playing Mario Kart. You might play some other multiplayer games and do some other Mm -hmm. things, but at some point in the night, you're going to all be playing Mario Kart and having a blast. (laughs) Uh, Or not. I mean, seriously, I can remember some great (laughs) fights happening between my brothers and I over... Over the Mario Kart? Blue shells. Uh, well, yeah, if you <laughs> save the blue shell like a, like a jerk. Moments, which, I mean, you know, 
in the moment they're not as fun but when you look back at it those are classic moments to just define this game so much it was such great racing dynamics and system and like all the items you could get it was so much fun and it was fun to beat your brothers and friends at it and get really good and yeah laugh in their face for me mario party was always the uh, frustrating was for me and my brothers because you could do some pretty mean things and single people out in that but i <laughs> i do remember once i was playing with a friend who i had stolen a star from a mario party and he was so mad that we went and we played goldeneye and he would only find me and shoot me and we went and played marker at 64 and then he would drive backwards in the level so he'd get like the star and blue shell items and just purposely try to find me and attack me so I wouldn't win first place. And I'm just like, dude, it's okay. I'm sorry <laughs> I stole your star and I won the Mario Party board. But yeah, man, the N64, those those controller uh, cords uh, can definitely be used for uh, choking each other out during, uh, during fights uh, with your but, siblings. You know, and I mean, violence aside, <laughs> Mario Kart was just... It was a fun local multiplayer game. Yeah. I think it, it made everyone understand, you know, how fun it was to play the same game with other people. And for me, that was really my first big racing game that I that I really got into other than, yeah. you know, Mock Rider for the NES. So um, I think, you know, everyone has played Mario 64 um, so much. Whether or not you owned a 64, you probably knew someone or went somewhere that had it and you'd played it before and playing the battle mode um it's still that's one of my dad's favorite gaming memories still like if i'm ever playing like anything nintendo he'll be like oh like what are you playing are you playing mario kart really remember mario kart 64 when mario goes battle <laughs> i'm like yes dad i do remember playing that and my dad would always play princess peach and he's like oh no it's it's for your sister i'm like sure dad you just want to be the princess it's okay to admit it so <laughs> but yeah mario kart 64 um still one of the highlights of multiplayer gaming in general um and you know mario kart 8 still holding on to the tradition of playing four player split screen with your friends and having a good Mm -hmm. time so yeah uh next game rob um i'll save the the other greatest multiplayer game for you and i'll talk about the other one so probably one of my all-time favorite games ever um if you sat me down said a list of my top five games this would be in the top five ever and that's zelda ocarina of time yes oh not majora's mask ocarina of time oh my goodness this was such a great game and i i had not really played a lot of zelda games before this uh since then i've played a lot more of them but this was my first real encounter with zelda um and it blew me away. This was such a fun game, such fun gameplay. The whole world was incredible. And actually, this is one of, not only was this one of my first experiences with Zelda, I actually played through this game and beat it six times. Holy cow. <laughs> As a kid? As a kid, yeah. Wow, that's good. And like, I mean, you would, they only had a few save spots, so. inevitably one of your brothers would delete it and you would have to start (laughs) over but i actually enjoyed that because once i beat it it was like well now i get to go play it again it's the story yeah for sure which Uh, is so good i i never had this one growing up actually didn't beat it um until i think around 2010 was the first year i beat it Mm. um but i'd played it like at friends houses and stuff like that and i always being i just remember 
remembering how awesome the boss fights were. Like when my cousin would play like you know the final ba- boss fight with Ganon, and he's like, "Yeah, you get to play tennis with Ganon and Dorf and stuff," and um, yeah. seeing him transform into the big bees and just the castle falling apart. Like it was just like this multi-step battle. Which for me, being a big Mario guy, I'm like, you know, you, you hit the Mario boss three times and they're dead. You know, it's it's whatever. Um, so I remember really liking those boss fights, and you know, I just love the way like Link looks like at the end of the game. Like, you know, you start the game, you're this derpy little kid with like a little wooden shield and like a, a Kokiri sword, you know, it's like nothing. And by the end of the game, you're an adult, you have like all this awesome like outfits and armor. You have like these giant, you know, golden gauntlets. You got a mirror shield, this amazing master sword that can do you oh, know awesome man. things, all these spells. And you're just so tricked out and you just look like this legit hero as you go and face you know, the demon King at the end. And, um, I think just the story still is so timeless and like has been the pinnacle of Zelda stories since then and stuff. So, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's it was, such a great game. It had so many great items. Like you said, it had great music. Yeah. And just playing uh, the ocarina and all the time travel oh, stuff. Yeah. Like I, I just remember the first time seeing Hyrule village, Mm-hmm. when you're an adult and it's just filled with you know those re-deads and it's all dead and barren i'm just like my jaw like dropped i'm just like what happened like th- did something right? happen like when i was when i was gone like what and just just it was so mind-blowing at the time just that whole time travel mechanic and how it got you know a little bit dark but it wasn't like the whole game wasn't dark and creepy like mm-hmm. Majora's mass so i i appreciated the the amounts of um uh, the different themes that they put in the story. I thought they had a good, pretty good balance as well. So, I wasn't really into RPGs until I played this game. And after playing this game, it really got me into that fantasy RPG genre. And just like this was kind of a this was a this was a kickoff game for a lot of my video game love. Yeah. So and the world was so big and sprawling, and like not just like the dungeons, but like everything in the overworld. There's all these mm-hmm. little random areas, like. You know the the graveyard, the pathways to Zora Zora's uh, domain, and the pathway up you know Goron Mountain and stuff like that. Um, there's just so much to do and explore, and I love just you know looking in all the little nooks and crannies and exploring all those bits. And you know Jaeger points out you know he wasn't a big fan of Majora's Mask because of the time limit, and you know I feel the same way. Like I don't like being restricted with time on levels, you know, nothing I appreciate about the Donkey Kong games, you know, you can always take your time and look for secrets in the levels. And that's something I really enjoyed about this game. I just would go around, just try to find all the different little things on my own and take my time. Everything. Yeah. Go play mini games and chase chickens around in the village. And just find all the secrets (laughs) and like, like, Oh, I I heard a gold skull to somewhere. I I must just enjoy the world. It was such a great world and such a great game. And And I mean, we we can go on and on about it all day, but I mean, needless to say, it was one of the greatest games to own and play. Um, Great. And then our final game that we would like to put in our top five picks for our NES classic or excuse me, N64 classic. Um, it's Ooh. not an NES game, but it originated on the N64. And of course, the favorite multiplayer um, series that Nintendo's known for would be the original Super Smash Brothers for N64. Um, this was another one of those games that I never owned for some reason, even though I loved mm. it to death growing up. I just don't think like my brain at the time when I was a kid like thought 
you know, I wasn't really able to save up a lot of money and buy games very often. So I just never bought it for whatever reason, but I had friends who all had it. So I would just borrow it from them all the time. Yeah. Uh, unlock all the different characters and stuff. And, um, you know, me personally, I wasn't super into this Smash Bros. game. Melee was the one that kind of really, you know, made me a huge Smash fan and then Brawl and the new one after that. Um, but it is, you know, still a really fun game to play. It's mechanically probably the most unique out of all the Smash Bros. games. Like, it's a lot different. The series has really evolved since then. Um, but it still still is a lot of fun. Um, I think this game was, you know, the other quintessential multiplayer um, game that you needed to have for N64. And so you got to put that one in. And it's also mm-hmm. one of the few Nintendo series that did start on the N64 as well, um, you know. All these other games we've listed, you know, Mario, Mario Kart, Zelda, Donkey Kong, they'd, they'd all been around um, and had games, you know, before, you know, back in the 80s and 90s. But yeah. Smash was started as an N64 game. So pretty cool. And it was so great. I loved it. Um, I, I remember putting a lot of local hours into this one, you know, just playing with friends and family on the couch, 64 controllers beating each other up, fighting to see who actually got, you know, Captain Falcon and who was Pikachu, who was super overpowered. And, like, when you actually... There was only four characters to unlock. And yeah. <laughs> Captain I Falcon, remember, Jiggly, Luigi, and Ness. Ness. I remember when you finally unlocked Ness. He was hard. You had to beat, like, the store, the classic mode on hard, like, I think under 20 minutes or something. Like Yeah, it, it, it was, was so hard. It took... Took me more times than I'm willing to admit <laughs> to get that. A lot of um, playthroughs. But I, I finally got him. I just remember he was so much fun to play as. And he's now a stable of the Smash series. Yeah. And all those characters, even all the unlockables, are now pretty pretty common in the yeah. regular Smash series. But it's such a great gameplay because, you know, it, it didn't require a lot of commitment. You could sit mm-hmm. down and play for 5, 20 minutes. And it was... And, it was an idea done. that Nintendo had never really done before, right? You know, yeah. Have, you know, maybe the few punch out games, but they never really made any fighting games before. And you know, this is the first big Nintendo fighting game, and you can play as all these characters from all your favorite games growing up, you know, beating the crap out of each other on top of Saffron City. <laughs> like it was just a, a brilliant idea, uh, just be able to see all your favorite characters together in the same game. You know, me and, like, my cousin, who was, like, a huge Legend of Zelda fan. I'm a big Mario fan. I'm like, Mario's better than Link. Like, all right, let's prove it. You know, settle in Smash. <laughs> and, you know, we'd fight it out um, on Smash Bros. Um, you know, bringing the whole toys to life thing with the intro. And, you know, you've seen Nintendo has now made Amiibo, which is, you know, essentially little toy Nintendo characters who are, you know, you're able to play with together in real life and then in the game. And, um, yeah, it's just, you know, a great game, a great, great idea for a franchise and I, it actually introduced me as well to some Nintendo franchises I wasn't really used to. Um, I never heard of Captain Falcon until I played that game. And now I'm like the biggest really? F-Zero fan now ever. You, yeah, you're like the biggest F-Zero yeah, fan. Yeah, and so that introduced me to Captain Falcon. Um, I hadn't played any Metroid games up until that point either. So that was my first yeah. really time playing as Samus. And same with Ness. I had no idea who Ness was. And I actually hadn't played Earthbound until recently. Um, I got a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. The Wii U when it came out. And uh, I had, I've had a lot of fun. I haven't gotten super far in it. It's pretty grindy, but I've had a lot of fun with that game, and I can appreciate it for what it is. So, um, yeah, yeah, confession. Um, I actually did not know. You know the whole reveal that Samus, you know, Metroid, you know, main <laughs> character is a girl? I actually found that out because I because was reading <laughs> the manual 
from Smash Bros. Yeah. Like, you know how Nintendo 64, like, all video games back in the day used to come with the big booklets? And in there it says, Samus, she is. I'm like, wait, (laughs) what? (laughs) No, no, I I felt the same way. Uh, I didn't believe my cousin until finally, like, he, like, he showed, like, I think, like, it was, like, the Polygon forum of, like, Samus or something. You can just tell by looking at that. You're like, oh, it is a girl. Weird. <laughs> like, I had no I idea. My brothers and I, we debated so much over that when we finally figured that yeah. out. And it like, gave, gave that whole reveal like, like we a just second didn't coming. believe it. It was, it was so weird. But, I mean, that was the classic timeliness of Smash was bringing all those characters together and putting them into a game that was super enjoyable for local multiplayer. And yeah. I think there's just so much more to it than just another Nintendo game. It really was the start of something yeah. crazy that's still going. Yep, for sure. And, you know, it's obviously one of Nintendo's biggest franchises now. Um, you know, <laughs> still playing Smash 4 a ton. So. That um, B just said that he found out about Samus and Sheik from Melee. <laughs> yeah, I, I got I got Sheik spoiled. I don't know if it was in Melee or just from my cousin or someone else. but um, Yeah, I, I found it out straight up from Ocarina of Time. But nice, that's awesome. Still. Uh, yeah, Smash is fun, and, you know, um, I think that... That recaps our top five N64 games. Uh, if uh, Nintendo was to make an N64 classic, got to put these games on there, Nintendo. These are the essentials. Mm-hmm. Um, Nathan will probably come back on next week, since he's not here today, and defend himself and probably give an argument for why Majora's Mask should be in there as well. Um, but as far and as our... be in the comments, we'll yeah. <laughs> be right there with him. As, as far as our, our top ten, uh, these are the ones that Rob and I... Have landed on so uh, let us know was there any other games uh do you think that we were missing in our top 10 i uh, would love to hear your thoughts and have a conversation with you on twitter all right i think that about wraps up our main episode but as always at the end of the show we always like to just check in uh with us here on the show you know just chat a little bit about what we're playing this week i had a great week um because not only did i increase my competitive rank in overwatch I got a my first five win streak or with my first five win streak <laughs> in uh, ranked battles in Street Fighter Five. So I'm wow. slowly getting a little bit better there. Not All great. Right. I went on a probably a five game losing streak right after that. But of course, of course, it's how know, it always the, goes in those type sl- of games. Slowly getting better. That's it's been fun. And then I have been playing through Psychonauts a little bit more as well. I beat the Napoleon level. Which is great. You oh, go inside yeah. of this this guy's head who basically thinks him and his brother think they're like Napoleon Bonaparte and his brother and they're playing like this like risk type board game and so you like actually go into the board game and talk to the little like board game pieces and convince them to join up against Napoleon's army and you move <laughs> the pieces around with your mind and it was it was just a really, really cool and clever idea um, for the game. And so had a lot of fun playing that level. I'll probably uh, jump back into that, play another world or two. Um, but the most one I've been having this week is yesterday. I picked up my very first Castlevania game, which is Castlevania uh, Dawn of Sorrow for the Nintendo DS. And I was telling Rob a little bit earlier, I've actually wanted this game for about a decade. Okay. Because they showed a trailer at E3 in 2004. I remember watching and seeing this really cool looking game, I just really dug the pixel art style, like the mm. weird kind of, you know, still kind of animated, but kind of realistic pixel animation of like the monsters and kind of the creepy vibes. And I had this great like song in the trailer that I'm actually going to play for you at the end of our show here today. And um, 
I remember kind of being interested in the game, but for whatever, whatever reason, I just never got it from my DS. I you know, had a bunch of other games that I was interested in. Um, but I did borrow it from a friend a few years later when it did come out in 2006. And I played about probably at least halfway through the game, and I really, really enjoyed it. But my friend wanted it back, never got to finish it. I've always wanted to play it again. And uh, I've never actually owned a Castlevania game, but I went in, I picked it up yesterday, um, and I've been playing it almost nonstop. I've gotten at least like three or four hours in there. And I'm just enjoying it so much. It's just a giant open world. You know, you start going into like this like castle area, and there's all these different interconnected areas, and you're slowly exploring the map. There's some parts of the map that you like get to, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I should be over here yet. These guys seem a little bit more powerful. Um, and every new boss that you defeat gives you like a new basically ability that will unlock new areas either by entering like magic seals or like, Oh, now I learned the double jump. Now I can, you know, go back to that area before where there was a ledge where I couldn't reach before. Um, it just is so engaging. You just keep wanting to play. And I love having it on my DS so I can just, you know, close it, put it in sleep mode, play it for 10 minutes and then, you know, play it in different bursts. And so I don't know. I'm, I'm having a ton of fun with it. It's great, beautiful pixel art, like some of the best, you know, pixel art that I've seen. Um, in the last couple of years. And, you know, I, obviously it came out in 2006, but I, I'm just really, really digging it. It's been a lot of fun. That's the nice thing about the pixelated art type style is that they're pretty timeless. Oh, dude, totally. Um, like, I, I can go back and play DS games that had, like, 3D visuals. So I'm like, oh, gosh, <laughs> this yeah. does not look good. But, you know, those like 2D the ones isometric and the original 3D games kind of, I mean, they show their age. But the the 2d pixelated side scrollers that's popular nowadays and it's, yeah, it's gonna make a comeback and they're all so timeless you don't have to really yeah and you don't have to do a whole like oh gosh what's wrong with the graphics the, to get back into them. The, the bosses in this game are actually really cool too like some of them are just like gigantic and have just like this amazing like realistic like sprite work on them which is really really cool to see and um it's been pretty fun as well because the progression is basically you ranking up levels as you're defeating monsters so as you defeat monsters they might drop like their souls which gives you a new ability so you know you defeat the little skeleton you get gain the ability to throw little you know bones up in the air and hit hit bad guys and you know enemies will drop money that you can use to purchase you know new armor and other things like that you can fuse your weapons into greater vert versions of them and then every enemy you kill slowly giving you experience so you're leveling up and raising mm-hmm. your base stats and making yourself more powerful so i just really like the progression it's it's a ton of fun it's really easy to understand you know it's not really complicated you know all these different stats that you have to memorize like you know maybe a fire emblem or a final fantasy or some you know, more complicated rpgs it's pretty straightforward and easy yeah. to understand which i appreciate and i know I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it so i'm, I'm probably gonna awesome. play a ton more this week <laughs> What about you, Rob? All right, so I've been playing uh, Fallout 3 again. Um, Came back into it. Uh, I've been ignoring the main story for DLC. Um, one of the DLC is the Alien Mothership, and so I got onto the Alien Mothership <laughs> a week or two ago and haven't really left it yet. But Nice. That... Still super fun. Um, and then I've also been playing Game Developer Tycoon again. I mentioned it last week and talked a little bit about it and some of the gameplay aspects there. And it's so much fun. It's just, it's so small. And yet there's a lot of content and there's a lot of fun things you can do with it, which has been really, 
just a fun experience. What's, been, one the of those cool, what's been the coolest thing you've been able to do in it so far? Um, I managed to uh, upgrade to a bigger office and have <laughs> um, employees that were working for me. Nice. And started putting out. How many out, employees? Like, I only had three. Like, like three or four. When the last time <laughs> I was playing. So it was me and three employees, which was fun. But Just three more, was... and then you can put out No Man's Sky and disappoint everyone. i think i did a pretty good job of disappointing everyone with my games anyways they're pretty harsh with some of their reviews and sometimes you'll tweak something and be like (laughs) oh i want want this video game to focus on this and then that bombs hardcore it's really fun and i mean they have like the different systems that release at certain times during the the game so like and they're all fake names of it. So like the like a pseudo Nintendo or something like that mm-hmm. instead of a Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. It's got yeah, a spoof in They that. release, you know, they go yeah. through the generations and everything. It's so much fun. It's it's a really good game. It's a really, for how small the team it was that developed it, it's a really enjoyable experience. And I've really been impressed. Awesome. Well, I think that about does it for our show here today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, as always, you can tune in here on Spreaker.com. You can find our past episodes on here. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes to search Hey Listen Gamescast. Um, you can find us on there. If you have an iOS device, it's easy. You know, listen, to our, listen to our show whenever you would uh, like to. Uh, we'd appreciate it if you would you know follow us on there. And uh let us know uh, any N64 games that you think we should add to our N64 classic list. Um, and, you know, if there's any other big game announcements that you're excited about that came out this last week, let us know. We'd love to chat with you about those on Twitter. And, uh, well, until next time, we're out. See ya.